What's going on, world? Jack of all spades, CLT. Back like Pookie in New Jack City. I am the beloved one, DJ Spellman. To my left, the pride of Africa, Ken Wabibi. It is I, pride of Africa, Wabibi. And I got to shout out DRC Congo, the hometown, the home country, DRC Congo. Let's go. Both day to all my DRC massive across the world. <laughs> to my right, we have Banks on the Beat. Yes, sir. Banks on the beat, Blue Water Banks, all that. Uh, Fat Boy Tires. 3700. Books and Boulevard, the hub, all your automotive needs. Already. And today, our special guest who is getting us a slizzard, <laughs> we have Miss Camilla Masunda. Yes, yes. Peace, Kings. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Well, of course, thank you for making time for us because mm -hmm. you are the star of this episode. Uh-huh. And our first Congolese guest. Yes, really? yes. First one. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. no. <laughs> Family. <laughs> it's a privilege. I feel We start off every podcast giving our guests their flowers. So with you, you got a long rundown here. Uh, <laughs> I need my glasses. Uh, member of Alpha Kappa Alpha. Yes. JCSU graduate. Of course. Protest organizer. Yes, a little rowdy. <laughs> yeah, right. You're getting it done. <laughs> Community activist, author, yes. wellness advocate, yes. features on Travel Noir, WBTV 92.7 The Block, and The Meek Melly Show. Yes. All those blessings to be a part of. That's right. Um, and you're also a serial entrepreneur. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> let me let me shout those out to the cultural giving tree for early learning. Spa yes. Diva Kids uh, Spa, uh, Camilla's Organics, mm -hmm. Ebony Wine and Spirits, which is right in front of us right yes. now. Yes. Yes. Cheers. Cheers. Pinky up, you know. I hope you guys are enjoying it. Uh -huh. Talk to us about a lot of that. Okay. Well, of course, as you can see, uh, member of Alpha Kappa Alpha, I pledge to John C. Smith. I love my alma mater. Um, so happy to be uh, who to have went through that path at John C. Smith. I definitely found myself, learned about, you know, everything I wanted to do in life, and then just really kind of obtained that that reason to have passion about everything you do. Instead mm -hmm. of just, you know, do, going through life, um, I think one of the biggest things I learned from going to HBCU was really having the feel, to feel whatever you do. So when you have a passion for something, I think mo things move a lot differently. Sure, for sure. Let's see what else. I think you said, well, first and foremost, I'm a mom. So mm -hmm. shout outs to my daughter who's yes, 17 yes. on her way to college next year. Uh, me and her, that's my business partner. So she's nice. the co-owner of Spa Diva Kids Spa. And she will be handing her crown over to my niece, Anaya Masunda, who's been in training forever. So She's about, Anaya will be 13 next year, and she's she's definitely ready. Okay. So we just pass it on in the family. Yeah. So as you get older, you start to work and you run a business. Yes. I should be done. <laughs> right? Yes. Let's see what else y'all got. Uh, just point, <laughs> we got everything. Point something out, and I'll, call, I'll, tell, I'll, tell, I'll tell you a little bit. Okay. One of the biggest things, too, before everything, my mom is probably the – my biggest cheerleader, she's the one who has my back through everything. She's like my my go-to person. She's hard on me, but she's my go-to person. Uh, definitely seeing a strong woman kind of hold everything down, but for seeing her integrity, 
uh, and seeing how much she just believed in everything that I was doing. And I'm one of those people who can be scatterbrained because I'm going to try everything <laughs> until I get it right. Yeah. And so she was really the one like, OK, like I'm with you. Pick something. <laughs> so definitely, I think she's my business partner in the cultural giving tree for early learning. Um, we call it a mini HBCU. We're an Afrocentric child development center here in Charlotte. Uh, we educate students from six weeks to 12 years. So we have infants all the way to uh, eighth graders. And then we have our nonprofit, which is Project Hope City to City where we take care of, well, not take care of, we mentor children, our youth. Uh, we have summer camp programs. We have mentoring programs, volunteering workshops, and volunteering in general. Uh, tons of monthly events, but deeply uh, rooted within the community. I think all my businesses kind of circulate Project Hope City to City, meaning they have to put a certain percent, like kind of like tides, so we have to put okay. a certain percent back into the nonprofit so that the nonprofit has funds, you know, constant funds coming in to be able to do the mission work. Right. All right. Okay. Well, we're going to throw it back to a post that you had from <laughs> September 13th, well, 2005. Oh, my God. Yes. Oh, that's my fear. Like, you know, blowing up and then <laughs> yeah, people right. starting to This ain't a negative like, thing, no. <laughs> We're not about to cancel you, I'll assure <laughs> you. <laughs> but it said, make passion your paycheck. And it definitely seems like you're passionate about the youth and of health. Yes. So can you tell us more on why you chose those businesses? Well, I love I love working with children. That That's definitely a passion. I think once you're around them, like the love that they have for you, seen, them seeing you through their eyes, like you're everything. You could, you could have nothing in society. Society could tell you you have nothing. Homeless, everything. And you meet a child and you're just able to sit and talk to them, spend time with them, and they'll make you feel like absolutely everything. So understanding that, hey, we're not going to be young forever, you know, it's very important that we pour our, our knowledge into the seeds mm. so that they can grow up and they can build and continue our legacy. So with youth, that is, for me, that's everything. I've always had a very great, great mentor. She's literally my mentor to this day. She calls me her school daughter. But Felicia Davis, she kind of, um, she took me under her wing. She was like one year out of college, out of Winston-Salem State. And she was a first-year teacher, a marketing teacher. And I'm telling you, we were so bad at Vance. And she just took us under her, like, the, she, I don't know, she gravitated to the kids who, you know, had all the math, had the attitude. <laughs> and ever since then, she, again, she's an AKA. Okay. She's, uh, like, when I tell you just, she's just a boss in her own, in her own right. And she's, she's been in my life forever. And she's still, she was at my event last night. So she is, like, still with me. So I really uh, champion myself to always be invested in the youth, always be invested in the community um, because that's my foundation, literally coming uh, from a very, very humble beginning and understanding that these tons of people who I've uh, been able to just be under invested in me. And these are people from Charlotte. These are people who, uh, who have great, huge businesses all over the country now, but they took their time to invest in me. So it's only right that I continue to pay it forward. Yeah. And as far as health and wellness goes, um, one thing for me, if you ever had like grandparents and you saw just health, you saw health issues, you saw things that that you could that you had the knowledge to change. 
And so, and if we have the knowledge to do something or to change something, that means that it's it, it's to, it's up to us to go back and do those things. So Camilla's Organics, uh, we're a wellness and CBD. So just understanding the CBD industry, understanding its healing components, and understanding what it can do within our community that that's a cha- you know that's definitely a challenge, and we want to share those things so that we can get our parents, we can get our elders off of you know, pills and different medicine that, yeah. you know, the, the, the pill industry or the, the narcotic industry, you know, feeds off of them and their insurance and things like that. We want to get them on natural remedies so that, you know, we can keep them here longer yeah. and then educate them on health, educate them on how to eat, what to eat, how to sustain life. All right. Now, can you enlighten our listeners about the uh, power behind the flower that you have named after and, how you know it led to Camila's Organics? Okay, so let's see. So the story goes: just my mom <laughs> and my grandma trying to figure out what to name me. Little side note: my mom's tooth were tied when she had me, so I wasn't uh, even like ex- uh-huh. yeah expected to be here. But uh, so just them two, they were doing like their conversation and and looking at different names to name me. And so they pretty much came across a flower and the flower was named the Camila. I didn't, of course they, they didn't know everything about it in that moment. It was a beautiful flower. But when I started to research the flower, you know, I started to get older. I started to research and understand the flower. And then of course my mom said, you know, my mom told me later on that she's like, yeah, I knew that. But I'm like, okay, why didn't you ever tell me? But uh, she told me just um, so the Camila flower is great for your skin. It's great for people who have issues with eczema. Um, it it makes your skin uh, glow. It it's a it has healing powers. It's it has so many things. Even um, with extracting the oils to uh, to drink a tea, which is a purifying tea. So it's so many things that you get from the Camila sinus plant. And the Camila flower itself has a lot of different strands. Like it's all over, but a lot of them are based in Japan. But uh, you can find the Camila, you can find the Camila flower in like two different regions of the country. So yeah, I just the more you know. Yes. And so that really was so if you um go on the Camila's Organics website, you're actually gonna see so you're gonna see Camila's Organics, which is like our our C B D. Then you're gonna see our Kinshasa tea, which is Mm -hmm. a loose leaf tea that we have. And then we also have the um our skincare line. And then of course you have our ebony wines and spirits and ebony essentials, which is the glassware. So of course if you have wine Guess so what? Is... Ebony Essentials. Oh, nice. Yeah. Huh. yeah. So you Thanks sipping on Ebony and you holding Ebony, Ebony in your okay. hand. Yeah. <laughs> so you already asked my next question. I was going to ask if that's under the <laughs> umbrella, but it, it is under the umbrella. So yes. tell our listeners, how do you start the process of owning your own wine? Okay. So just under, one, I wouldn't say, so if you're not going to go into something with a passion, mm-hmm. then I wouldn't even say do it because mm. this industry is 1% black owned. Uh, less than 1% black owned of black women. And so the industry definitely is not, has not been something easy for me to break into. Um, it's definitely been uh, what people don't know. I'm actually in school 
to um, I take online classes, just constantly learning about wine, learning about um, temperature, learning about uh, sources from wine, learning about um, just the combination of flavors, when to drink, how to chill, when to, you know, just how to pair, how to pair wine. Because a lot of things we in, in our culture, we, we are not just taught off that about wine. The wine culture is not something that's just going to be on your plate. Right. So the biggest thing that I would tell anybody trying to get into the wine industry, go ahead and take a class. Go ahead and start learning wine. Go to YouTube University. Uh, and YouTube <laughs> University. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And just start learning. Uh, start learning about the blend. Start learning about uh, what you what you think that you want to get into because for me again um if I say how to start it it wasn't really a how for me it was just it was a it was a a thing that I had already been thinking about for a long time I knew from the beginning I just couldn't come into wine just to sell anything I'm not good at doing things without purpose mm. so again with Camila's Organics with Ebony Wines and Spirits um, ebony wine, uh, if you look up the word ebony, you're going to see, if you just, if you look it up or if you go to images, you're going to see, uh, the essence of blackness. So when I started researching, I was like, Ooh, yes. When I, when I just felt empowered, when I started reading that, but then I started looking at it from a context of, um, all over trying to see like how people view ebony, uh, people from different countries. Mm-hmm. And so, just doing just in my travels, um, I think before all this COVID, me and my daughter had went to I took her for her 17th birthday, went to Honduras, Belize, Mexico um, and a few other places. We just was on tour for her birthday and everywhere they look. I mean, melanated people look like you and they look like me and they speak tons of different languages and the dialect is so beautiful. The culture, the food, everything. So in in crafting ebony, I wanted to have something that represented the culture all over the globe. Something that when you held this bottle, that you felt a you felt the unity amongst the culture. So that's what I when even when thinking about it, when crafting it, when building it, putting together paperwork wise, it had to be a purpose. So if you see like any of the hashtags, it's gonna be it's gonna say. Um, celebrate, um, join in the celebration of culture um, all over the universe and all over the globe. Uh, as much as my biggest thing is just to, when you see people from, when you hear people or when I'm reading emails or reading messages in my DM and they're in Canada, you know, they're, they're, they're in Congo, they're in Paris and they're, you know, it's resonating with them. Mm-hmm. Like, wow, like I love everything about this. So we have something that, Hey, we can celebrate together, whether no matter where you are, we have something that we can hold up together. We can sit together and like, hey, we're relishing in the ebony, in the essence of the celebration of blackness, black art, black movement, black languages, and all that embodies the culture. So I think- hey, you, that was deep. <laughs> black excellence. Big up black excellence. Big up black excellence. Thank you. Thank you. And I also got a big up for not giving up because there was a lot of, you said there's a lot of be, a lot of no's in the beginning, uh, a lot of closed doors in the beginning. And you also said that um, power lies in the having the courage and the ability to fight for your dreams. And so now you're here, you're in Aroma Cigar, you're in a common market. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're also in Rondo Market as well, too. Mm-hmm. And we just got Big you up on that for not stopping. Keep on going. Oh yeah, we're. I one thing about me. Uh, I think you asked him. Well, we talked about this before. Mm-hmm. Even with ha- with having my daughter at fifteen, and I, it's not like to me, 
it's not enough notes that you can tell me because I'm never going to stop no matter what, because it just one in our community, having a child very young, you know, being young, uh, per se, still in school, uh, you know, not gainfully employed, you know, people tend to look at you in a certain manner. Correct. And I know for me, it was very important to strive to not to not stop. I don't I don't care if it if they look like me or not, if they were my counterparts, whether if, if you were putting me down or at any given time, it really didn't matter. You know, I just turned that pain like into into power. One early on just making sure that she had the ed- education that she needed. I'm talking about you know, toddler, preschool, as much as I'm doing homework, you doing homework, I'm mm-hmm. reading, you reading because I already knew what I was preparing preparing her for and I already knew what was going to come you know what was going to come our way of people and how they were going to receive us so I always told her like hey we have to we have to be better than better we have to be better than good and that's how even to this day that's how I am with her um you know I definitely tell her there's no there's no perfect child there's no perfect person but you have to understand that we have a mission and when people see you and see our adversities that that's going to be there that's going to be up to them to really look at us and say wow if we can do if they can do it we can do it exactly you know so but yeah so i don't really take no for uh take no for an answer i'm just going to keep coming back and keep coming back so you should <laughs> you might say hey if you hear me out there if you're a store if you're a restaurant you should go ahead and let me in or i'm pulling up every single day mm-hmm. message <laughs> message <laughs> something, something gonna crack eventually hey no? listen they're right. they gonna let me through the door right or either i'm gonna push away. the door down <laughs> <laughs> um, he mentioned Aroma Cigars, Common Market in Plaza Midwood, and Rhino Market. Um, how'd you go about getting Ebony Wine and Spirits in these kind of locations? Uh, really just having my pitch together. Uh, one of my great friends, Rashida Mills, uh, she's been in, she has the, she's the founder of Barco Solutions, and she's been in the industry, in the wine and spirits industry, in the entertainment industry, and just, um, she, I, called her, I call her one of my business besties. And uh, just pitching things with her. And I was just telling her, hey, they're not answering my emails. Like, I don't know what to do. She's like, oh, they're not going to answer your emails. You got to go. You got to go there. And so I still did my emails. I still did my calls. But I took her advice and I started going. And I just started like, hey, excuse me, can I talk to you for a minute, sir? Like, <laughs> and listen, they started to listen. They, they started to listen. The pitch, I think, I think working on my pitch personally just it's not even a pitch it's really what i just told you guys about ebony mm-hmm. yeah and so it's like undeniable they're like hey okay well if it is a one percent industry let me see how many black owned wines i actually have in my store and so when you go look you might only have one or two and so you might be surrounded by hundreds of wines and you only have one or two wines that are black owned so hey it's either that you're going to be an ally and that you're going to understand like hey this is not right and i have to be a part of the solution or you're going to say this is wrong and i'm going to be a part of the problem but we're going to your people are going to know that you're wrong right resilience um you currently offer riesling fusion red moscato What's your favorite type of wine? And would you consider yourself a Somon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Throw, throw the rosé in there now. Throw the rosé in there now. 
So, y'all, honestly, I, so I'm not a huge drinker. Wine, but I like, I like wine and I fell in love with wine, uh, really with the concept of creating something out of nothing. So when it comes to wine, I just love the process of, uh, the wine making. And so that's really how I fell in love, how, how I fell in love with it. My favorite one I, I don't have a favorite. I love them all. And if you have them, have them all, you're going to love them all. <laughs> I think we just launched a rosé yesterday, and the rosé is absolutely everything. Everybody loved it. We sold out of every bottle that we had at the event. Dude, sip up. And so, yeah, I you know, I just, I, I love every single one of our wines. I think everybody receives the wines really really well i think the message plus the taste make everyone receive the that makes everyone receive the wine really well so yeah i'm not gonna i don't have a favorite okay hard to pick a favorite well, child right hold yeah. on a second before you move forward though okay i had to big up you on your promotion your promoting is a1 like every time i'm on social i see every wine. you know what and it makes you want to go ahead and like see what it's about I appreciate that. Your key on promotion is, is dope. Well, thank you. It's so funny that you say that. So how have any of you ever been on a street team like in college? Like y'all ever promoted? I haven't been on one, but I've seen a street team plenty yeah, of times. Yeah, I know, I know street team. Know street team. <laughs> so back when I was in Greensboro, y'all, I was on like I was on like three different street teams. Like and I took it I took it really, really serious. And like when the other girls were just trying to like get into clubs for free, I was really with the promoters trying to like learn everything that they learned. Mm -hmm. the Every, shows. But they no, but they saw that in me. Mm -hmm. So the crazy thing is, uh, one of the guys who I wasn't even working for, I was working for another guy. He like pulled me to the side and was like, "Hey, when you come back next year, I want you to work for me. I'm opening a club." I was like, "What?" And so when I came back, I didn't even have like. I didn't have a car. He gave me, like, they let me use, like, a car. Like, they taught me how, like, they taught me how to order flyers. They taught me how to pretty much do their bar order, like, do so much. And cut. And they paid me for putting it, you know, you went to unpaid. You know, when you pass down flyers, you know you're not getting paid. Correct. But I was getting so much more. Like, if you, that's why, if you can go in something when it comes to like internships or just opportunities to apprentice, I think in our in our day and age now, everybody's just like, pay me now. I don't have no experience. Pay me right now. Yeah. And I'm just like, y'all, sometimes you can get something that is so much more than you getting paid because what if I can teach you the whole business? Correct. I can teach you how to build and make your own. And so that's what they did. That's what they did for me. And so really, that's how I got. I, I call it guerrilla promotion. Like, like, yeah, like learning really how to post, when to post, but also realizing that in this industry, with what what I'm doing, with what our team is doing, Ebony Wines cannot. It cannot be like everybody else. Mm. And I think I, that's been my challenge. I think I go like that I struggle with because I'm like, oh, only post this at this time, only post that. And then I'm like, you know, I felt like my ancestors were telling me not this ain't going to work for you because it's, what we have for you is so much bigger. You're not going to be able to promote how they promote. You're not going to be able to post what they post. You're going to have to do this different because wine can be so intimidating to people who don't, who are not connoisseurs, who people who um, are not 
you know, are not into wine yet. But when they see that, that, that when they see the modern or when they see you enjoying the wine, they see your peers enjoying the wine and you educating them and having fun with it. That's something, that's something different. And so for our generate the millennials and Gen Xers, like, so that like we coming in and it's like, Hey, it's a whole nother market right. out here and they're ready to know about wine. Mm-hmm. So you can't teach them like the people who've been here for 15, 10 to 15 years. Like, no, they don't want to, they don't want to learn like that. So yeah, it's just the industry that I ha- I've been in for a while, not not that long, but I've had to learn, and I'm so excited about being a part of something so new and being received so well, and then just learning, um, learning the industry, and so I've been blessed. I I know a lot of different, um, and not know them, but we kind of message each other on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And we just email each other and just, you know, kind of say congratulations and different things like that. Because in this industry, it, it is a, a good bit of black on wines. But the thing is, it still doesn't amount to what's already out there. What's, right. Exactly. Less We're still 1%. exactly. It's hundreds of us. And it's still like y'all, you're still a pinch. So. Mm-hmm. OK. Any plans to have your own vineyard or open your own winery? So I would say definitely that's something that uh, is (laughs) that's something that's in the works. Uh, I'm working with um, so I'm working with with some friends of mine who um, they acquire about 25 acres in Anson County. Uh, So, yeah, in Polkton and it's called Cobble Gables and they're looking to. Uh, build a whole modern reservation so it's like uh these really cool airbnbs it's it's really it's 25 acres and it has like a lake like pond area it's crazy it looks it looks absolutely amazing but you know some of us we can't see the once you see a bunch of trees and land it's hard for them to see the vision yes but so yeah we're looking for we look we're looking for something to pop off in the next year so yeah definitely I would love to have a vineyard. It's coming soon. Soon yes, come. Yes, I receive it. All right, so we want to do a slight little transition. But before I get there, Uh-oh. to all the listeners and supporters, <laughs> leave the cognac alone. Leave the rock alone. <laughs> leave it alone. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's grow up a little bit. Let's get some wine in it. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you alluded to it. You talked about it earlier, having your daughter at 15. Mm-hmm. So talk about your journey from her being your classmate sometimes <laughs> while you were in college. To now her being your business partner in so many different entities. Man, I am so blessed to have Naya. Like, she was literally divinely created, like, to be my daughter. Because she is the calm to, like, my super energy. And she's Aquarius. She's very mellow. She's very humble. And she's very focused and driven. Um, I think when it comes to just our struggles and with her, she's just never given up on me. Like no, like no matter what. And I remember, Oh, I just wish she could be in here. So (laughs) I remember, uh, well, she remembers like one of my first apartments and we didn't have like furniture yet, but we were out here. We were thugging it. So we had like, we would have what we call carpet picnics. So I would like cook and like dinner would be on the carpet, but she thought it was so cool. Like she, it was everything. Like so, by the time we got like dining room table and stuff, she's like, she just, I don't even like that. <laughs> like I don't, I'm going to get the sheet and we're going to eat and like watch TV together. But yeah, she was like, she was there. I remember 
having like a certain amount, only a certain amount of money. And I had to like make a meal like out of something out of nothing. And so this is when Blockbuster was still around. So we would go get like spaghetti stuff. And then I got a little bit of bread left, like going to get you a movie from Blockbuster because <laughs> we didn't have no cable. But those were the things like that super like excited her. So she's just been, you know, with those type of struggles, she's been just always my support system. She's never given me any type of trouble when it comes to like school. She's never gotten a fight in her life. I'm just, you know, worried a little bit because she want to go off to college far. But, <laughs> <laughs> but no, she's just been, she's been in a breath of fresh air in my whole entire life. And I'm extremely um, thankful as far as struggles. Um, I would say that all of our struggles, now we don't even look, them at, look at them as struggles. We look at them as like a rite to passage. Like mm. we needed that to happen. I know we used to live in a certain type, a certain neighborhood. And I always told Naya, like I'm before you, like before you graduate, I'm going to get you out of here. Like I'm going to get you in a like nice neighborhood. Like I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make sure that you go to a good school. And like that's what I did. Like she, right after elementary school, she's been, she been in private school ever since. And I'm not saying like public school and private school are different. What I'm saying is if you live in a certain area in Charlotte, I'm sorry, you're going to a certain type of school. Right. That's just right. it. And the education will be different. And so with her just coming from – she was always a great, great student, so I knew I couldn't let her go to a certain type of school. So I did whatever I needed to do to hustle and bustle to make sure that my baby got to go to, and she'd been in private school since she was in sixth grade, um, stellar grades. And, she, again, she did go to college with me. She would be in all of my professors' classes. They all knew Naya. All my friends, they all knew Naya. Um, so that's like this college time. When she goes to college this time, I feel like it'll be like her second time yeah, around. Right. You yeah, know, exactly. You know what it's like. You know what it's like to sit in professor's class. You know we got to be on time. Like, you know, you know, you know this whole thing. So, but all of those things, like, I think equipped her for everything where, where she is right now. Like, so as she's prepared to go to her, choose her university, I think she's more like, like, she's not frantic. She's not nervous. She's just like, oh, I'm going to college. Mm -hmm. Like, so, it, like, her hardest, her hardest thing right now is just to pick where she want to go. She knows her major. She knows what she wants to be, all of that. And, again, I think it's about the influences that she's been around for so long, the professors who took her under her wing. Like, she would be in my professor's office. When I'm in, you know, when I'm in cl other classes, she, my professors were just like, oh, she's staying with me. Oh, she's coming over my house this weekend. Like, they just always took, you know, it's the HBCU love. Like, right. they just really, you know, support you. And they that's what happened with Naya. So now I'm just like a mom who's, like, about to deal with, like, that emptiness syndrome and, like, <laughs> go to therapy or something because I don't know. What now? And that's why I'm like focus, focus. Now I gotta throw myself into this business because my child is gonna be leaving me. So, but yeah, I'm really thankful for her. I'm thankful for every struggle because that's what really prepared us for now. That's why you can't tell us no. You know, that's why you know nothing now even seems like a struggle because we've been through. You know, we've been through so much. Yeah. So everything now has just gotten us prepared for where we are. Right, shout out to Naya. Yeah. <laughs> <Shut up. laughs> so are y'all are you guys liking the rose? 
We are. Yo, we are. are. Yeah? More, yeah, more than uh, everything else. I'm killing it right now. I, I didn't I tell you? I tried to tell you. I had you. to play catch up, but I, I'm on the right page now. Yes, you are. <laughs> All right, uh, we're okay. going to change the lanes for a second. Switch. We know you're a Jeezy <laughs> fan. Huge. Okay. Versus. <laughs> <sighs> it's a whole question, but I think that's all I really need to say. <laughs> Listen, so I'm a Jeezy fan, but I'm a how can I say I'm an old Jeezy fan. Hey, I, so I it's it's different for me because I got where uh, no, it's not. I can't I can't even be politically correct about this. Um, who's talking about? I'll give you a specific example. <laughs> who's talking about Jeezy new album? Where's the conversation? Did y'all did y'all just go silent? Did y'all just go silent? I have listen. I'm telling. you, I put it up on my Facebook, and you know what people said? The the rap consorts that said it's a solid album. That's it. It is that's a solid the, album. That's all they said. <laughs> they were referring to 104, correct? Yes, okay. that's what they said. They said you know it's a it's a C album. It's a solid album. What do you mean? We never talked about that. We talked about cheesy like that. What a solid album. This is. The snowman himself. <laughs> we were never saying that his albums were just solid. I'm not saying that he's not a gr a good rapper. I think he has elevated himself into this businessman, and I think it's okay for him to go ahead and be a great businessman. This industry, per se, rap per se, it it just doesn't require you to do you know what you used to do, or even spend your time rapping. Now it's okay. Just you know, make your exit. I just, I'm just not a fan like of that of the new Jeezy, because I have, to, I'm a Gemini. I have two sides. When I work, I want to work. When I turn up, I want to turn up. Gotcha. And I turn up to old Jeezy. Fair understandable, enough. completely yeah. understandable. Yeah. <laughs> I can turn up to new Gucci though. Mm. I can't. You can't. Gucci has bangers. He still has He's bangers. The same Gucci, yeah, He's you're the right. Same. <laughs> yeah. He still has bangers, clone, and that's clone or not. He's clone or guy. not, <laughs> we still getting the same yes. music. Mm, that's okay, that's, that's it. That's true. That's it. Now, um, I want to switch pace right quick. Okay, one quick second. Switch. Yes. So, what's the feeling you get? Describe the feeling you get when you when you uh do the mommy and me packages. Okay, so I definitely get a reminiscing of like what me and Naya like used to spend time doing. So I get to interact with other moms, and I just get to see them like you know they taking pictures with their daughter. They're like, and their daughter's small, most likely, so they're really creating like those memories that last a lifetime. And that's what Spot Diva is about, anyway. But it's just like. I kind of get sad now because I'm like, dang, you done grew up on me. Now you just have to go be great. But yeah, I get really, I get, I'm proud. And then I get a little sad just because she's all like grown up now. That's how I feel. Always going to be mama, baby. You know? Of course. Uh, yeah. Of course. 100%. 100%. Of course. Of course. All right. So now we've reached the favorite segment of Jack of All Space Nation. We call it Top Five Dead or Alive. Okay. Shout out Jada Kiss. So you are definitely a queen raising a queen. Thank you. What are the top five tips that you would give to other parents on raising an amazing child? Okay. So one, as much as I have my uh, my goals for Naya, Naya is my child. She is not me. And I cannot pressure her into what I want to see her be. I have to let her fly and be who she's supposed mm -hmm. to become. Message. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I 
number two, encourage creativity. Encourage your child to to be them and not uh, conform to society. Um, number three, I would say do not let society teach your child everything. I think my daughter just came to me the other day and she said, Mom, I'm so glad you talked to me about stuff because I just have yeah. friends and their mom, they just, they don't, her parents don't talk to them, you know, about stuff that goes on in the world, about women's stuff, all these things. I refuse to let anybody educate my child on certain things other than me. Even when they educate her, it's still my job to re-educate her at home. And I think number four, definitely um, I would say show up. You know, for me, I think my daughter is a confidence in knowing that I'm going to be there. Like, no matter what's going on, she knows, like, her mom is coming. I mean, she calls grandma um because my if because sometimes I, I if I don't answer my phone she goes to grandma but she knows I'm the one to come to everything if you go to her school every single child at that school like who knows Naya they know about her mom because that's just I'm very adamant about 100% being in your life I want to know your friends I want to know you know what's the latest music I want to know everything you could tell me because I think that keeps your child from feeling like I, I have to hide everything from you and then number, my number one is just love unconditionally. I don't, I'm not really into the whole, you know, like my child can, I'm not going to love them if they're gay straight. I'm not going to love them if they're dating a white guy. Like I don't, I'm going to love my child regardless. Like no matter what, it's an unconditional thing for me. When it comes to parenting, there is no perfect parent. There is no perfect child. And you got to be the one to say, hey, like I'm not going to, because you can get mad at each other. And then some parents are very stubborn. Like they won't, they'll be wrong and they won't come to their child and tell them that they're wrong. I know for me and Naya, mother-daughter issues are like, <laughs> Naya, did you take my shirt? No, I ain't got your shirt. Naya, I'm about to go in your room and see if my shirt in there. Okay, Naya, my shirt was right here. Well, I didn't put it in there. You know what? I'm not even about to argue with you. It's fine. <laughs> like, so just knowing, like, just knowing how to smooth things over, knowing, letting your child see that you're not perfect, like, like really apologizing to them if you're wrong, really apologizing to them if you have a moment and you're talking crazy, because sometimes we can be irate and we might lose our temper, temper. And we just, you know, go off, but we have to let them know, like, hey, like, it's okay to be wrong. Because if we don't let them know, especially as a black woman, if we don't teach our daughters about apologies, about accepting wrong, you know, it creates, a, it, to me, it creates a monster because now it's a black girl who just has this attitude and this entitlement and that you don't have to apologize and you don't get to be wrong. And so for me, it was very important to let her know, like, hey, your mom isn't perfect. I'm never going to be perfect, and you don't have to be either. What we do have to do is acknowledge when we're wrong. So, yeah. Hey, Jack of all space nation. (laughs) Camellia Masunda. (laughs) Shout out all the social media handles where the people can find you and find this great Ebony Wines and Spirits. Okay, first we're at Ebony Wines and Spirits. So just at Ebony Wines and Spirits. We're going to go at Spa Diva Kids Spa. Spa Diva Kids Spa. At Congo Queen 08. That is the personal at C-O-N-G-O-Q-U-E-E-N. Zero eight, so that's where you're gonna find all the personal shenanigans with me and my daughter, and just me living life. And then at Cultural Giving Tree is our Afrocentric Child Development Center. 
definitely if you need quality childcare that is celebrating your child's uniqueness within the culture definitely look us up we do have a waiting list but you know you can get on it too and <laughs> oh at camila's organics at c-a-m-e-l-l-i-a-s organics and that's where you can find all of our cbd and lifestyle products all right y'all have heard right. that you already know what time it is mm-hmm. anchor.fm all the streaming platforms yep. apple yep. google yep. spotify yep. soundcloud <laughs> shout out jay marlowe for the youtube audio yeah. and the visuals yes i am the beloved one it's your boy proud of africa ybb shout out congo is there banks blue order banks fat boy tires auto repair a trial called quest rest in peace fife dog tell your mother tell your father send a telegram and we out <laughs>